Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is The Art of Awesome, episode number 137. You can only control what you do. You can't control what all the other competitors are going to do, how the judges are going to score your tricks, how the wave's going to surge. I mean, water is always changing. It's always dynamic. So you can only control about what you do and how you mentally and physically react. So you could have the worst drive but still have the best attitude out of everyone. I think that's the beauty of competition. Hit it! That's what I'm talking about. Wait! Okay, now, from the beginning. Hit it, boys. Welcome to the Art of Awesome. My name is Nick Troutman, and I'm a professional athlete, entrepreneur, family man, and adventure seeker. My goal is to share with you stories, knowledge, and inspiration as we continue on the journey together, searching for that secret sauce to producing awesome results in everyday life. Thanks for spending some time with me today, and let's get to it. Welcome back, everyone, to the Art of Awesome podcast. I am your host, Nick Troutman, and this is the show where we search for that secret sauce to success and the difference between the average and the awesome. Today is Monday, which means we've got another deep dive interview with some of our phenomenal guests, and today is no different as I get to sit down with a good friend of mine and a phenomenal paddler, the junior freestyle kayak world champion currently Mason Hargrove and we talk all about his story how he got into paddling um, his competition mindset a little bit as well as some different advice that he has for young athletes that want to excel in whatever sport that they want to do especially freestyle kayaking and yeah we talk all about uh, the upcoming world championships and paddling here in Columbus some of his different mentors so a lot of amazing value that uh, Mason shares with us today and some incredible stories so very excited to share it with you guys and we'll wait no longer and jump right into it so here is Mason Hargrove. First off, uh, Mason, thank you so very much for joining me here on the Art of Awesome podcast. Yeah, I'm super stoked to be here. I listen to your podcast all the time. (laughs) I I wonder how true that is and the validity of that statement, but either way, I'm stoked (laughs) that you've at least heard it before. I know that you have heard some of the episodes. Um, But yeah, so you're junior freestyle kayak world champion pretty cool title to have right there. I know that was a goal of yours uh, for a long time, or at least, I don't know, a lot of the youth of your paddling career. But kind of, let's start at the beginning and tell us a little bit of how you got into kayaking and where that goal of becoming a world champion came about, and then maybe a little bit of the journey uh, to getting there. So when Columbus actually started this whitewater course in 2013, they blew up a bunch of dams to create this whitewater course. My, da- my dad worked at Synovus, and it overlooks the river, and he'd see like a bunch of people out there. And he's like, oh, I want to try that. So we went down there first on a little boogie board you can buy from Walmart and was surfing good wave on the boogie board. And one of the guys was like, oh, you need to try kayaking. So he bought a kayak, and then I wanted to be like my dad. So I threw on all of his gear. It was like way too big for me. I was paddling around, and I, I got like one of my first rolls. I definitely used the bottom to help get my first roll, but I was like <laughs> super stoked. And my parents helped me get my first boat, and I fell in love with it. And How old were you? I was 12. 12. Awesome. Yeah. So they, they build this whitewater park in your backyard, and you fall in love with the sport. Um, where did, obviously, I mean... I'd love to hear your version of it, but like, where did the whole freestyle 
world championships and all that kind of come into it and the whole like competition side of, uh, of it versus just maybe like surfing the good wave here or whatever. So it was really cool. Hunter Cadage had just won the world championships as a junior when I first started kayaking. So he was out there training a ton. And so knowing Hunter had won a world championships and was training in Columbus, like, oh, might actually be able to do something with it. And so I got to paddle with Hunter a bunch. And then Tom Dole moved down here, and he really helped push me to um, become a better freestyle paddler. And from there, I was like, this is actually super fun. And I quit travel soccer when I was 13 and just do kayaking full-time. I didn't know it was going to take me to where I'm at today. And, yeah, I did. That's cool. And so obviously doing, like, competitive soccer and stuff, you you've – done different competitive sports before this having Tom Dole and Hunter Kadich as two mentors in the sport are like you know definitely two of the the best guys out there especially in in freestyle kayaking having the whole whitewater park here in your backyard is definitely advantageous like the whole scenario clearly is has helped mold you into the the incredible paddle your paddler that you are today um but I remember, because I actually worked with you a little bit when you were a junior, and I think actually the year that you made the, the Whitewater, t- or the, the USA uh, freestyle team, and, and I think it was then from there you went to Worlds maybe. I'm not sure if it was that exact order, but it was something like that. I remember yeah. working at, uh, with you a little bit when you were younger. Um, and I remember at one point you, I, I think... Maybe you can put it in your words, but I, I think you had said something like you wanted to become, you know, a world champion or something like that, but you weren't even certain, like you weren't that confident that you could even make the team. And I was like, dude, you like, <laughs> you got the skills. You just got to get the mental game together. Yeah. So it was the first time I met you though, was in BV in 2017. Uh, Emily Pat was paddling top pole and you're helping her McNasty. She's like, oh, how do you do McNasty, Nick? And you told me, I was like, didn't really get it. You're like, yeah, that was sick. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, U.S. team trials, um, I wrote down a goal to be world champion, and um, you were saying, uh, write down your biggest goal and tape it somewhere where you're going to see it every single day, multiple times a day, and so I put it on my clothes basket where I'd go and get changed for kayaking every day, and um, I would just read that every time, and my mom was like, just have fun, I mean, if you don't make team, that's okay, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to have fun, I don't even know if I'm going to make team, there's a bunch of really good juniors here, and I ended up winning team trials, and we were like shocked, we were like, whoa, I actually did this, and then um, just getting ready for that whole thing was such a cool mental thing, because that's one of my favorite parts about competition, it's not like the actual competition itself, but it's like getting ready, leading up to it, putting a ride together, and then just meeting the community, I mean, you get to meet so many cool people traveling around. Yeah, no, it's definitely rad. I, I also, I love just, yeah, the, the people that you meet going to the, especially the international events, um, because they're just, yeah, you get to meet amazing people from all over the world. And I couldn't agree more with the mental side of competition. It's like, I've found this in all sorts of different sports, and I'm not sure if you found the same in soccer when you did that before kayaking or anything, but that there's even like playing like a board game, you know, with your family or like friends or, or any sort of game, maybe I'm just competitive that way. I don't know. But like, there's, there's something fun about the, like the challenge of trying to win something or get like really good at something. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think for me that kayaking has fulfilled a lot of that, but it also like opens up just like opportunities to play that fun game. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear what were some of the biggest challenges 
or I wouldn't say mental blocks because it, I don't think <laughs> you had many mental blocks, but like the, the biggest challenges like mentally in the sense of like preparing for competitions, especially as a young athlete uh, that maybe hasn't done that many at the time. So yeah, it's definitely like um, intimidating to go into a competition. I mean, it was my first U.S. team trials and I was one of the youngest juniors out there trying out. Um, so all these other guys that were out there and have like had that competition experience, like you'd go and watch them train and be like, okay, well, they've done this before. They know what to do. They know how it's going to work. Um, definitely would psych myself out a little bit. Um, but for me, it's like I got to really like close my eyes and not, not really like worry about what the other competitors are doing. Even during the competition, like I can't go and like when I, whenever it's my heat, I got to sit there and just think about my ride or I'll psych myself out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so it was cool to like see how I had to put that together, especially for my first team trials was, okay, it's your first team trials. Don't expect the world, but aim for the stars. Mm-hmm. Um, so just do your ride and don't worry about what other people are doing and all the other experience people have, because I mean, yeah, who, who knows what can happen? Yeah. No, that, that idea has been something that I've tried often and continually try to do is like just stick with you know my ride or like focus on whatever I'm doing and try not to get overwhelmed and caught up in on like you know trying to compare it it's actually like a perfect analogy for like all of life like just stick with whatever you're focusing on and don't get caught up in comparing to like everyone else around you um but especially in competition I think that that's you know, extremely valuable. Uh, cause otherwise you just like, you start watching other people and you're like, Oh, they had a, you know, an amazing ride or they threw like the huge trick. Like, and then, and then that doubt starts to kind of creep in, or at least for me where it's like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I could beat that ride or I don't know if I can go that big or anything like that. Where instead it's just like, if, if I just focus on my own ride, I'm way better off of just like having at least bringing my best performance versus like trying to just compare to like other people. But yeah, especially for competition, I mean, it's like you can only control what you do. You can't control what all the other competitors are going to do, how the judges are going to score your tricks, how the wave's going to surge. I mean, water is always changing. It's always dynamic. So you can only control about what you do and how you mentally and physically react. So you could have the worst drive, but still have the best attitude out of everyone. I think that's the beauty of competition. Yeah, definitely. I like how you talk about having good attitude too, because that's, I think that's something that that isn't talked about enough where having a good attitude, even if you have a, you know, a less than stellar performance, um, people are going to remember your attitude in the sense that, you know, not just how you perform in the sense of like, you know, whether you're breaking your paddle over your boat or different things like that, that I've seen people do over the years. But it's like when, when you get out of the water and someone's like, hey, good ride, even if it wasn't your best ride, the way that you react to that, they're, they're way more likely to remember that than whatever tricks you did throughout that whole thing. Like 10 years down the line, people are going to remember how you made them feel. They're not going to remember what place you got. They're not going to remember what tricks, what ride, any of that kind of stuff. So... I love how you just bring the attitude to the surface because it's such an important thing to do. Again, just for like everyday life, like whether it be a competition or not, how you treat people, how you make them feel, the attitude that you bring to your day, to your life, to your surrounding is, is so important. Yeah. 
great advice. Um, as far as like you're, so how old are you right now, Mason? I'm 18. 18 right now. Okay. So as far as being still a, a somewhat young um, athlete, what is your best advice for young kind of up and coming athletes um, that maybe were in your shoes not that long ago and, and some of the things that maybe helped you get to where you're at today? So really, uh, don't be scared to ask people for advice. Um, that was something big for me. I mean, at first I was like pretty to myself and trying to just figure things out for myself. Um, and then once I actually broke out of my comfort zone asking people, I mean, the kayaking community is super special where if you ask anyone how to do something, they're going to give you the best advice they have. Um, and then really watch a lot of kayaking videos. I watched a lot of kayaking videos and slowed down the each trick and watch their movement and how they did that and just watch a bunch of different paddlers in their style and then implement your own style into it. Um, I think that helped me a lot. And then just putting yourself out there. I mean, even if you're not going to win the competition, go to the competition and compete. Um, I mean, if you don't try, you're never going to succeed. Yeah, no, you definitely, uh, you, what's the, there's a Wayne Gretzky co quote and it's something like you miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take. And it's, yeah, same thing for everything in life, whether you're competing or not, like you, you're never going to win if you never go out and try. Mm -hmm. Um, so great advice for anybody young, uh, go try it a lot. I love how you're talking about, um, analyzing other, you know, athletes and their different styles and techniques, but then blending it and creating your own style. I think that's pretty cool. And I definitely, I see uh, a unique style that you've got that is that is really cool that I actually sometimes watch your videos in slow-mo and I'm like, how does he do that? I wonder how I could get better at doing that. So uh, the irony is I think the techniques that you have used to get to where you are today, I'm sure other people other than myself uh, are doing similar techniques to watch how, <laughs> how you do different tricks. That's pretty cool. Um, where, what are your thoughts on like mentors and stuff like that? Uh, in the sense that, so you talked about having kind of Hunter Kadich and Tom Dole, uh, when you were really getting into the sport and, and both of them kind of heavily influencing you in this area. Um, do you think that like, where would you stake them being an influential factor, like in person, like having a mentor versus just watching people via video because you know anybody can go and watch all the videos of Dane Jackson or you or Hunter or Tom or just anybody out there and analyze their techniques how much different was it having you know people to to talk to in person uh when you were getting into the sport yeah so having them there was actually like it was it helped me progress a lot faster than I think I would have but honestly it, it could be your best friend um if you're having someone that's out there going paddling with you and put, you're both pushing each other, you're going to progress a lot faster. I mean, let's say you're on a road bike and pedaling by yourself. I mean, you're going to get bored. But if you have a friend there, you're going to keep pushing your ch yourself and trying to get ahead of each other. So if you can find one best friend or even if it's social media, I mean, send each other like clips and be like, hey, I'm working on this. You try and beat this. And then um, I think just having a partner um, be with you and help push you to where you're going to be, it's, that's, the, that's what's going to make you progress faster. Yeah, and, and ironically, that's, that's what I did when I got into the sport. I didn't have like 
you know, that top mentor necessarily. I had a lot of mentors that helped me along the way, but it wasn't like there was the one individual like a Tom Dole or, or Hunter Kadich that really was just taking me under their wing per se. But, um, and I did have a whole bunch of great teachers that helped me along the way, but, but my best friend, Joel Kowalski, the two of us were kind of learning together at the same time. And ironically, we would both like work on different things sometimes. Like he would be, you know, working on a a front blunt or a clean blunt or a helix or whatever. And, and I'd be working on a backstab or just a different trick. And, and so in doing so, he would spend a whole lot of time working on one trick. I'd spend a whole lot of time working on a different trick. By the time we both had figured that trick out, we could explain it to each other. And then we would learn the other trick way quicker instead of like having to learn each trick individually by yourself, like self-taught. Um, so I, I couldn't agree more in the sense of like just finding a friend to do it with and, and kind of bouncing ideas off each other and, and techniques. And just, I think it also makes it more fun to have, you know, like a, whether it be a paddling partner or again, it could be, you know, applied to any sport or anything that you do in life, um, just to have someone to go do it with. And I think too, it also, it has someone to, um, like an accountability partner in some sort of ways where like the days where you're like, Oh, it's kind of chilly. I don't know if I want to go paddle or, Oh, I'm kind of sore. Cause we had a long session yesterday or whatever that other person and vice versa, you'll help them out too. But you guys kind of like you push each other to kind of keep going and to keep progressing and try new things and, and push harder. And so, yeah, finding that person, no matter who they are is, uh, it can be in, immeasurable for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also like how you're talking about the fact that this wasn't something that I had when I was growing up, but, um, that you could do this via social media in the sense that we live in this, you know, day and age where technology is so robust and social media is, is such a big part of pretty much everyday life and culture nowadays, um, that you can, I'm sure that there's someone like you could be out in the middle of nowhere and you could find somebody on social media that is into something similar to you, whether you're into like stamp collecting of like (laughs) us presidents of the early, you know, 19, whatever hundreds or something like that. Like there's, there's going to be somebody in the world that likes what you like, no matter how, you know, small that niche may be. Mm -hmm. And social media is a great way to find those like-minded people. And you can essentially have that um, that partner to kind of like push you along the way and progress, and they could be living on the other side of the planet. So it's 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 an interesting concept to use that and use social media in that way, but also at the same time, extremely powerful. So yeah, I guess that's the youth in you, like <laughs> the millenn- so old. yeah, the millennials. I guess they're just doing everything on social media nowadays. <laughs> Back when I was a youngster, I had to paddle with real friends. Yeah. That's pretty funny. So I actually, uh, I was talking with your mom yesterday about different things to ask you for this podcast. And one of the things that uh, she had, you know, hinted that I should recommend or, or ask questions towards was to ask you a little bit about your volunteer work, because obviously you're a phenomenal paddler. Uh, you've, you've had you know, great success so far. You've won a whole bunch of uh, awards and competitions and stuff like that. But you also do a lot like giving back to the community and stuff. So so tell us a little bit about some of the volunteer work that you do uh, around here and just, uh, I guess, kind of around all your travels. So yeah, um, I do a lot of volunteer work with Team River Runner. Uh, it's a nationwide nonprofit that gets active and retired military on the water for free. 
And so at least once a week, we're getting a group of ranging from five up to 30 paddlers on the water from new to experienced. Um, and we've grown a lot of bonds with that. And now we have friends all over the nation that have been deployed and moved. But um, yeah, it's been awesome to mentor these like young um, military guys that are gung-ho and just want to have fun. And I mean, it makes it even more fun for me because I'm like, all right, you want to try this? Here we go. We're going to run cut bait straight through. And these guys are just like super stoked no matter if they swim or whatever. Um, So that's definitely been a super fun thing to have. And then um, been doing a lot with y'all and went up to Jesse's kids camp and was teaching inner cities kids uh, how to kayak. And that was super cool and um, got to experience some new things. And um, But yeah, Team River Runner, it's been a whole new challenge and a whole new thing that I've loved and made a lot of new friends from. Yeah. Team River Runners is a super cool, uh, nonprofit and just organization as a whole and, and kind of explain a little bit about it. There's chapters all over the U S right. And it's just essentially different. You have to be part of the military, whether I guess be a, a family member or a, uh, enlisted or, or veteran, uh, and they can just come in and paddle with you guys. How, like, how does the whole team river runner thing work? So basically for summertime, we do throw down Thursdays. Um, we have you come to whitewater express early about like five o'clock and we'll have you, uh, sign some waivers and just sign into the, the database. But basically if you're a veteran active military or your fam- one of your immediate family members is active military or retired military, you can come do stand-up paddleboarding, flat water, uh, white water, whatever you want to do, and we'll we'll get you comfortably and safely on the water, having a blast. Um, and all my siblings are out there, so we're trying to get more family units on the water because we've actually had three new families get on the water for that I know of from us, um, and so that's been really cool to to build the community here. Because back when I started, we had a huge thing called Paddle Monkeys, and it was our like hometown thing it kind of died out and it was just our family and like a few others kayaking and now to have the community back to 15 20 regulars it's it's pretty cool to see that we've we've created this community back to what it is now that's awesome and and being here in columbus having the the fort benning just you know in southern columbus i guess um is there's obviously a ton of active military people here so to have that um to have that unit to be able to have like the outreach where people can come and learn how to paddle and just kind of get out in nature and I don't know have a different outlet for um, getting outside is, is pretty cool for sure. Tell us a little bit about your so tell us yeah give me a rundown of your family how many family members you've got and uh, how it is traveling around the country in the Hargrove Mobile. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, um, 2017, flashback to 2017, we, we bought our first RV, 26 foot mini Winnie RV. Um, and it was just six of us then, ha, only six, and, <laughs> and two dogs. Um, but we would all cram in there, and it was definitely a huge learning curve at first. Like, we'd be like walking around everyone. But now, I mean, now it's eight of us. We just got a new RV. It's a little bit bigger now because we had to upgrade because it was eight. But um, it brings our family closer together. I mean, instead of like pushing past people, you just ask them to grab something for for you. And that actually helps a lot. And then being able to travel around and like have those memories with all my siblings is something that I'll never forget. And hopefully they'll never forget either. And, um, And my dad always says, why wait to have your retirement later when you can enjoy it now? which is something I want to have 
when I grow up, when I have my own kids. And so um, my parents are doing a really good job at setting an example of what I want my life to be. That's awesome. I, I think your your whole family is uh, is a great example for, for many and just... Yeah, you've, you've got an awesome family that do great things and, and a lot of positivity passed around there. So keep that up and, uh, yeah, keep, keep maybe making your parents proud for sure. But, um, yeah, so talking about them kind of setting a bit of an example and, and kind of like paving the road a little bit, tell us where, so you're 18 now, you're the junior freestyle world champion. Tell us like, what's your next three, five years? Do you have any sort of future plans? Like <laughs> I'm going to throw you under the bus. Like is college in there? What's, what's going on with the world championships coming to Columbus? Tell us a little bit about what you think your future holds. Okay, so this next year, we'll start with this year going on. Um, this next year we have World Championships in Nottingham coming up, and then World Cups in Columbus later in the year. Um, all my focus is put towards that right now. Definitely still doing school. I'm going to graduate high school this year, so that's exciting. Um, and then next year, I'm going to take a gap year, uh, train super hard for Columbus World Championships, and then go do some racing after. Um but definitely looking into college, still haven't decided yet, but it's looking likely to go fall semester of 2023. Mm -hmm. um, that's the plan for right now. And then go into IT so I can work remote uh, and still kayak and still be a professional kayaker. Um, that would definitely be the dream life. But if something happens and God calls me to go not to college and keep kayaking, I'm going to keep kayaking. So the plan's pretty fluid right now, but... Five years from now, I hope to still be competing at a super high level, uh, still kayaking, and um, yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the plan for right now. <laughs> In all honesty, when I was 18, I had no idea what my five-year plan is. I barely have a five-year plan as of right yeah. now, so it's uh, being fluid, I think, is a good way to go. Yeah. If you have a five-year plan and you're a business person, I can see that, but if you have a five-year plan and you're a kayaker, pfft, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if it's a bad idea, but either no, way, not I think, a bad idea. But... I think being fluid is 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 a good thing for sure. <laughs> so, I'm personally super stoked that uh, worlds are coming to Columbus here. I'm going to be on a wave after Nottingham. Nottingham, obviously first, I got to focus every now and then. Like I just, <laughs> I just like bypass that whole event. I'm like, oh yeah. So oh, we're yeah, twin. <laughs> we're going twin. to uh, Nottingham event the world championships this summer in England and then the world cup back here, um, in October and then the world championships here likely around July of next year. Um, so you're going to be in the men's category and tell us, <laughs> this will be a little bit of a heated question or stat question. Who are some of your, um, biggest competition that you look at when you see the wave here in Columbus? Okay. So this is yeah, Wave Worlds here in Columbus is going to be super interesting to compete in and watch. Um, there's definitely a lot of guys, and I'm really excited to see a lot of guys get here and see what they can do with the Wave, and if I need to step up my game even more. <laughs> but it's definitely, I'm thinking, like, you, um, Kim Fontaine, uh, Sebastian Devred, um, what's his name? Tomas Chisplitsky, he's really good on the wave. Um, Paul Palmer is really good on the wave. Stephen Wright's really good on this wave. And then Hunter Cadditch is going to come back out of retirement. Oh, my gosh. I remember Bennett was... being really good, too. Oh, yeah. Bennett, his 
injury loops into good wave oh yeah. my gosh and then there's there's definitely some really good canadians too there's definitely yeah. a couple more french in there that i'm thinking of like tom yeah i, I yeah tom dole who oh also my. has a lot of experience on this feature i would still i would never not name dane dane I mean, yeah he's, he's kind of good no matter where he is so yeah i think yeah it'll be a really exciting event to watch here uh and again, I'm not trying to skip over the worlds in England, but my focus is definitely on the worlds <laughs> here in in, uh, in Columbus. And I'm pretty excited to see, like what you said, not just you know have the event here, but also just see what different people can do with this kind of feature. And uh, I've spent a fair amount of time down here in the south because it's close enough that we just come down here when it's cold and uh, get, get some good time in on the water. But it's a really fun wave and I'm yeah stoked to see what some different athletes and their different styles can do. And yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be a couple of fun years ahead of us. And uh, I'm stoked to stoked to be competing against you in the, in the men's class. So that'll be pretty fun. Yeah. I'm stoked for all the uh, internationals to come in to town and I show them around my town. And yeah. Yeah. That's going to be super exciting being the hometown boy competing at world championships. I've, I've had that experience in the past on the Ottawa and it, it is pretty fun to kind of, uh, just to get to share the experience of like your local spot with people. I think, um, I remember actually going to, to world cups, um, where Kim, uh, in his backyard, I forget, was it salt, uh, mm -hmm. in Spain. And, uh, and he got to show us his kind of like home spot and his home training grounds. And it's just cool to, to get to go where other people, you know, spend a lot of time paddling and you, you start noticing where different like style aspects come from and stuff like that and so anyway i think that's pretty cool and uh, i'm i'm sure that the world will be stoked to come paddle your home spot so yeah man next two years will be a doozy for sure gosh i gotta get up my game just thinking about it jam-packed yeah well mason i'm stoked to talk with you as always uh also fired up to get to paddle with you for the past couple of days here and hopefully a couple days more. But I'm going to move us on into the next section of the show that I call the fire round. And I'm going to fire a couple <laughs> quick questions off at you. And uh, maybe we'll see if I surprise you any. Uh, if you've been listening you to the... new ones. Well, if you've been listening to the show as much as you say you have, you probably know all these questions already. So uh, I'm going to start off with, do you have a favorite quote or a current quote that you live by? Yeah, so Matthew twenty three twelve. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and for those who humble themselves will be exalted. Love that. Nice. That's actually the first time someone has given us uh, a Bible quote uh, for their favorite quote. That's awesome. Um, what might be one of your favorite books or a recent book that you've been reading? So my favorite book of all time still is Thinking Body, Dancing Minds, the one you... Uh, introduced to me right before world championships um that one's still one of my favorites yeah no it was uh, a, an amazing book i'm actually gonna read that one um again coming up which i'm pretty stoked on um but just getting to uh yeah the, the whole thinking body dancing mind is uh, a phenomenal book especially if you're if you're into competition um and yeah i mean jerry lynch is phenomenal author. I was stoked to get him on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I'll put the, the show, I'll put the link to that episode in the show notes, uh, for anybody who didn't get to listen to it. But yeah, Jerry's a phenomenal, you know, coach really, and, and mentor to many. And, and that book in particular has helped me a ton. And yeah, so definitely time to pick it yeah. back up and start reading it, especially with, with some of the events coming up. Um, 
What is a recent lesson that you've learned through a mistake or through some success? Mm. Don't look at other success and judge it to what your life. So um, a lot of other people went to Mexico this past year running big waterfalls. And I was comparing that to myself and like my mom was saying, just because you didn't get those opportunities this year doesn't mean you won't get them ever in your life again. And you're doing other things in life that you're excelling at. So don't just don't compare yourself to other people. And I think that was huge for me. I mean, definitely a, a lot of people compare themselves to other people. And it's just like you never get anywhere in life with that. Yeah, it's it, it's a little bit too because I, I fall into that trap every now and then where I like compare myself. I mean, social media is makes it so uh, in intriguing, I guess, or so easy to, to, to try to compare to others and be like, Oh man, so-and-so is, you know, doing this or that or the other thing. And you're like, man, and then that doubt kind of creeps in, or again, maybe just for me, that doubt creeps in. Um, and I'm like, Oh man, I really got to up my game or I should be doing this or that or the other thing. Uh, but it also reminds me of like the, um, what is it? Chasing two birds, uh, no, no, it's it's the bird in the hand versus two in the bush idea, uh, meaning that like it's better to stick with what you've got versus then like chase the opportunity for more or something else or something different um, and then possibly miss it both. So I think your mom gave great advice that like stick with whatever you're focusing on right now and don't worry about, you know, other opportunities or other things that could be because that's those opportunities, whether the exact opportunities will be there in the future, hard to say, but either they will be or other opportunities will, will open. So I think, uh, yeah, just not comparing yourself with others is amazing advice. Um, if today was your last day on earth, Mason, which for a young guy like you, it might be hard to think about every now and then, but we never know when our last day is. And if today was the last day and everything that you've done up to now, all your competitions, all your videos, all your social media, um, everything was to go away with you. And all that you were left with was a piece of paper and a pen, and you could leave three truths. That would be three things that you believe to be true, and you could leave this for your family, for your friends, uh, for your community, society, or future loved ones, um, what might those three truths be? Don't give up on what your goals are. Um, always chase for the stars and never stop. I love that. Yeah, never stop dreaming. Never stop dreaming. <clears throat> Mason, you are wise beyond your years, and I'm stoked to see where you're going to continue to develop. Um, hopefully, you don't crush me too hard in some of the upcoming competitions. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to come for you, dude. I'm going to bring my A game, and we'll see. We'll, we'll see where it, it lines up. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm stoked to see where you're going, everything that you're doing. I think you're an extremely humble individual, extremely talented. And yeah, I think you've got some, some great opportunities ahead of you. So exciting to watch and be a part of your life a little bit. Um, 
One of the things that I try to do with all of the guests that I bring onto the show as much as I can is to give back because I think that the advice and the stories that you share with us uh, are so valuable for me that I want to bring as much value as I can back to you. So what might be something that you're focusing on right now that I personally or possibly even my listeners might be able to help you out with? Uh, so yeah, um, funding for the next world championships, um, freestyle hiking is a small sport so all of our travels are self-funded so definitely um giving to that cause would or donations to that cause would be amazing awesome cool and then uh as far as like donations go and stuff like that um where do you know where people can donate to so you can uh give to my cash app which is uh dollar sign mason hargrove 15 or my venmo which is uh at mason kayak 15 Awesome. Well, anybody out there that wants to help a young athlete uh, make it to the next world championships, all donations would be welcomed. Um, I, I'll, I'll have to go donate a little bit myself. <laughs> <laughs> Being that I'm asking others to help out as well, I'll, I'll have to throw you, throw you a little help out as well. But um, I'm honestly stoked to see where you're going. Uh, stoked to see you at the next events. And for anybody else out there that wants to kind of follow along your journey, um, whether it be, you know, in person at different events or if they want to follow you on social media, what might be the best place for them to kind of follow along, check you out or hit you up with a message? So uh, Instagram is at Mason Kayaks um, and then my uh, YouTube is Mason Hargrove. So I post on there a good bit. So tag along and hope to see you guys on the river. Awesome. And, and I guess just while we're, we're throwing out like Instagram and social media, what's your family's oh, yeah. uh, travel Instagram account as well? So Hargrove Adventures, that's our family account. Uh, you'll see all of our family shenanigans on there. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'll have all those links in the show notes as well for anybody who wants to follow along your journey or your family's shenanigans <laughs> or anything of the sort. Um, highly encourage you guys to check out Mason Hargrove. Again, an amazing up-and-coming, not even up-and-coming, amazing athlete that's already here uh, that we will continue to see more phenomenal um, results and paddling from. So yeah, it'll be a cool journey to continue to witness. Final question of the day for you, Mason. What is your definition of awesome? Getting to paddle every day and enjoy the outdoors and have amazing friends like you. Awesome. Well, thank you for that, Mason. Uh, the pleasure is mine to get to hang out with you and yeah, you get to, you keep me going out on the wave. So that's pretty awesome. You just keep doing that and I'll, I'll keep trying to <laughs> catch up and push you along the way as well. So for anybody out there, uh, thank you guys for tuning in for, uh, listening to Mason's amazing stories and his wisdom from such a young age. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this as much as I did. And if you did, please, if you guys could leave us a rating and review on whatever podcast app that you're listening to, uh, that would be greatly appreciated as we're just trying to help build our collective and our community as a whole. And doing that kind of helps the algorithms push it out to more people that are like-minded like us. So that would be greatly appreciated. Thank you guys all for tuning in. And as always, my name is Nick Troutman here with Mason Hargrove in person signing off, wishing you all a truly awesome day. Cheers.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.